the Oakdale Christian Centre podcast. In this study, Dave looks into approaching the Lord. The main reading is Numbers chapter 8. So we've been looking at the last few weeks at the, the search, searching our hearts, especially the beginning of the year. And of course, we end up with Psalm 139, which is a great psalm, and, and the things he was he was seeing who God was, and the six things he asked the Lord to do, didn't he? At the end, um, so we saw the um, the great work of the penetration of the search, the panorama, and the actual purpose of the search was, Lord, lead me in an everlasting way, in purity and holiness, because very clearly the Bible says judgment begins here. There's no good us. Um, uh, trying to take the gospel with any authority if there's no um, uh, clarity and cleansing here. This is an interesting um, uh, chapter, Numbers 8. Remember, Old Testament is, is something that is portraying what's going to happen in the new. <coughs> Outwardly, in a shadow, what happens in the, in the old is inwardly and a reality in the new. Um, and here we have these uh, Levites that were going to be used, or separate, separate apart for the Lord to be used in the service of the Lord, but there were preparations for service. Didn't just wander in, did they? No, 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 no. And sometimes, um, of course, there's, uh, the Lord causes, says, draw near with liberty and, and assurance and, and uh, freedom of speech and, and all that. But we just also got to remember who we're dealing with, haven't we? Um, uh, uh, and even our fathers, uh, good fathers. Remember, we there, were, there was a point where we say, "Okay," <laughs> you know, it, it, uh, when our mums would say, "I'll tell your father." Uh, we, okay, it's a bit of, bit, of, bit of seriousness now because there was going to be a bit of trouble. But there's fundamental principles and uh, protocols in the Bible that sometimes we can overlook because we think about liberty and and New Testament and we forget. God is a God of order. Remember that. God is a God of principles and, and uh, uh, protocol. And this is an interesting protocol that before we actually begin to serve, there were things they had to do. Um, not to um, be perfect, no, no, but there were certain things that, and we'll, we'll look at those today, because God wants to use us. Um, uh, we are his people. Um, we are, he said, the Levites are no inheritance. He said, I'm your inheritance. <clears throat> Remember, this is not our home. We think it is. Um, people say it is. No, this is not our home. Our inheritance is, is now, of course, but it is uh, waiting for us in heaven. Do not let your heart I go away to prepare a place for you. Let's just have a look at that protocol straight away. Psalm 24, <coughs> Psalm 24, 3 to 6. Who may ascend the hill of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? He who has a clean hands and a pure heart who does not lift up his soul to an idol or swear by what is false. He will receive blessing from the Lord and vindication from God his Saviour. Such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face, O God of Jacob. There's a principle. Who can ascend to the hill of the Lord? He's talking about our, our, our actions, our hands, um, our heart, isn't it? A pure heart. That's our motives, our character. Um, our soul, not our idols, anything before him. Uh, sworn deceitfully, our words, of course. And then he, he drops that verse 6 in, seeking me, 
Seek me. That's where we where we get to a place where we expose. Isaiah was exposed when he came into the presence of the Lord. And uh, when we talk about being cleansed, and we'll talk about that in a moment, that's one of the greatest things to keep ourselves clean is to be in the presence of the Lord. When we're in the presence of the Lord, he exposes things in our lives. We don't like it, we don't want it, but it is absolutely necessary because it will overrun us, um, even the little things. Um, so we see right at the beginning, there's a principle, there's, pr- there's principles involved. Why? You say, well, that's Old Testament, Dave. Listen to these verse, verses from Hebrews 12, where the Bible says, you are, you have a kingdom that cannot be shaken. I'm going to shake everything. He said, but you've got a kingdom that can't be shaken. That's why we are at peace. We have hope. We have joy when the world is falling apart. And that's why they say to us, Dave, what's the hope? What's the peace? What's the joy coming from? Because we're part of a kingdom that cannot be shaken. It's because eternal. Then he says this. Now worship the Lord. And because we have a kingdom that comes, you worship the Lord with reverence and awe. Why? Because our God is a consuming fire. So there's this principle that just we are, you know, wafting around. Uh, and of course, that's the problem. And uh, I've seen that in some churches. Liberty, there's nothing wrong with liberty and but you see there's got to be foundation what happens when difficulty comes when problems come when the real rubber hits the road they, they fl- they, they, they're gone they're flaky they're flaky because we forget what we're dealing with remember right back in the Old Testament Nadab and Abihu thought they could just wander into the presence of the Lord um, they've, been, they've been drinking because the context is they've been drinking oh, foreign fire just oh the Lord's alright yeah <laughs> yeah boom the Lord said how dare you how dare you treat me lightly? And the Bible says the fire of the Lord came and consumed them. It's it's an awesome thing. So there's principles and preparations there. Thankfully, we see here, um, the Bible says, first get those Levites, clean them up, wash them, wash them uh, body, wash their clothes, and shave all their hair, all that is old, all that is, uh, get rid of it. Cleansing, cleansing. Thankfully, there's, it's, it's interesting the word of God, isn't it? Because the Bible says he does that work. Uh, we talked about the heart maybe a couple of years ago and we talked about the Lord does a work in our heart. He gives us a new heart. But then he also tells us to give to watch our hearts. He says he circumcises our hearts. But he said you circumcise our there's that There's that combination of, of, of God doing his work, but we allow him to do his work. But when we are saved, he's given us the, the tools and the ability to do that work. Which he does. Why? Because the Holy Spirit's within us. Um, that's amazing. Listen to these lovely verses. He, Ephesians 5, 25-27. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, <clears throat> to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word, and to present her to himself as a radiant church, without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. Yeah. Well, that's a great challenge for us men, of course. We've got, we do definitely have the hardest job, um, loving as Christ loves. That's, that's, that's got to be supernatural, isn't it? Can't do that otherwise. Because sometimes you ladies, <laughs> not always, sometimes you can be hard work, can't you? You said you were hard at work. That's true enough. I don't disagree with you. But, that's a, but you see, he's bringing that. What did Jesus do? He laid his, laid his life down so he could cleanse us. That means free, free from admixture. Free from defilement. That's a difference, isn't it? Free from dirt, free from admixture, that which is not totally pure. And that's, be careful, because as Christians, we can be uh, sometimes a little bit lax. And, and the Bible is very clear, isn't it? Friendship, we'll read in a minute, friendship with the world is enmity towards God. Um, and, and that's a challenge, because 
you look at the church now and look at it a few years ago, thinking, mm, okay, uh, we've definitely been squeezed by the world. So the Lord, that's what the Lord does. That's what he, he does. He cleanses, he purifies, us, he sanctifies us. That's what he does. He is the one who does it. He's the one who cleanses us. Hallelujah. Titus 3, 1 to 7. Put them in mind to be subject to principalities and powers, to obey magistrates, to be ready to every good work, to speak evil of no man, to be no blowers, but gentle, showing them all weakness unto all men. For we ourselves also are sometimes foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving divers lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy and hateful and hating one another. But after that, the kindness of the love of God our Saviour towards man appeared, <clears throat> not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by washing and regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost, which he shared for us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Saviour. And being justified by his grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of his glory. Well, there's a lot of stuff going on there, isn't there? But his mercy, not because of what we've done, but because of his mercy, he's washed us, he's renewed us, he's regenerated us. Now, remember the difference between uh, working uh, for salvation and working from salvation. Big difference, isn't it? We can't work for salvation. It's impossible. It's the mercy of God, the love of God. But when we are saved, we are working then from it because God has done a work in us. So then that's why you can say to us, keep yourself clean. Watch yourself. Purify yourself. Watch, sanctify your hearts. Purify your hearts. And thankfully, God gives us the ability to do that, and he gives us the context and uh, how we can do it. Uh, let's read some of those. 1, 1 John 1, 5 to 10. This then is a message which we have heard of him and declare unto you, that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. Very clear, isn't it? How do we keep ourselves clean? Confession. How do we confess? By being honest before the Lord. Don't say you haven't sinned. Don't be open and honest. How do we how do we continually be open and honest? By conviction. How do we get conviction? By Holy Spirit and by His Word. And when we're in His presence. Why? Because the Lord draws us closer. And uh, it's interesting that Paul, at the end of his life, who written the majority of the New Testament, could say, I'm the chiefest of sinners. Mm -hmm. Why? Because the closer you get to the Lord, the more you realise his mercy and his grace, the more you realise how sin sinful you are. And uh, sadly, sometimes we can be in, we can be walking with the Lord and you think, I haven't been that bad. Really, I'm not too bad. And we forget. We, that's why we need, uh, that maybe it was a good good test, perhaps we, that's why we are in the presence of the Lord enough maybe, because then we realise how much we needed him, how much we needed him. Um, as we said, as, as Luther said, you don't really, you don't realise how much of a sinner you are. Or you, you also, I forgot the quote now, but you know what I mean. And knowing, knowing that, um, they said to, um, well, it said they used to write uh, letters to um, Whitfield, um, complaining about him and this and that. And uh, he would write back. He said, "Thank you for your your letter." Okay. He 
He said, um, but if you knew the truth about me, you'd probably say a lot worse. Pawson said the same thing when he complained about people having to go at him. And he was before the Lord and uh, he said, Lord, they haven't got me anything, maybe. He said, good job they don't know the truth then, David, isn't it? <laughs> Very true. Good job they don't know the truth, uh, the whole truth about us. So thankfully, the Bible says, keep it clean, keep clean, keep, keep yourself. How do we keep yourself clean? Confession. How do we confess? By being open and honest, staying in the light. Because we can easily draw away from the light. Because the light sometimes hurts, isn't it? It's bright. It it's, uh, exposes. Um, uh, even if you turn the light off when you're looking in the mirror, it doesn't look too bad, does it? Get the light on. Get more light on. You think, oh, look at them. they got one more line there. You can draw. draw here. And, and so the light exposes. So he's telling us honesty, openness, walking in truth will keep us confessing, confessing him. One uh, John five, I think. Yeah, one John three. Sorry, one John three, one to three. <laughs> one John three. But I was I was debating which ones I'm going to do. I'm going to do this one. Yeah, one John three. How great is the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. Dear friends, now we are children of God, and what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when he appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Everyone who has this hope in him justifies himself, just as he is pure. Purifies himself, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Purifies himself just as he yeah, is pure. Yeah, yeah. But you said justify then. Oh, no, no, purify. Yeah. And, um, well, you said, what is our motivation for keeping clean? Very true. We're his children. Mm. We're his children. And he's returning. <laughs> and again, we talk, we've been talking a lot about being watchful, haven't we? And he, uh, Jesus gives an example about that servant said, oh, the Lord ain't coming back. When's the Lord coming back? And he said, oh, I've had enough of this. And he, uh, the Bible says he goes and beats and drinks and with the drunkards and all that kind of thing. And the Lord turns up and said, you wicked servant. So our motivation for cleanliness, holiness, purity is because we're his children. Um... Uh, one young lad was out and uh, with his friends and they were the friends said let's go to that particular we're going to we're out and about messing about boys isn't it? <coughs> let's go there oh, and he knew he shouldn't be going to that place he said nah, my my dad wouldn't want me to go there he said um, oh you're afraid you're afraid your dad will do something afraid your dad will hurt you will he oh, my dear, I would have said that uh, but this is what he said no I'm afraid I will hurt my father See, and that's our motivation, isn't it? Uh, nothing wrong with the fear of the Lord. We've got to fear him and stand in awe of him. But really our great motivation is that we won't hurt him because he's father, because we are in love with him. We're loving him. And so um, our motivation for, for representing him and, and not losing our testimony, and of course over the years we've seen it, haven't we? Um, many, many, many. And um, some not, uh, it didn't just blatant, because we see blatant open sin, don't we? But losing our testimony, our character, our behaviour, just just that, keeping ourselves pure and clean. Uh, why? Our motivation is, is because we as children. Really, listen to these verses. 2 Corinthians 6, 16, they drops into verse 1 of chapter 7 as well. What agreement is there between the temple of God and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will live with them and walk among them. And I will be their God, and they will be my people. 
Since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit, perfecting holiness out of reverence. Anything that contaminates body, soul, and spirit. Now, again, that's a whole man, isn't it? Um, be careful that nothing that's contaminated, and that's a good question to ask, the root and the fruit, what is it producing, where is it from, is it producing anything of the Lord, or where, what's it doing in our life, purify yourself, you have nothing to do with these deeds of darkness, don't you be in fellowship, um, uh, and that's a real um, good, que- a good challenge for us, isn't it? Of course, we we'd use that sometimes as, as uh, not marrying an unbeliever, of course. But really, the context is it going into business with an unbeliever, uh, a, a lie in ourselves. And that's a real, um, some of us have worked in business and that, and uh, opportunities have come up, and we've had to make choices. Uh, you know, well, good opportunities, but they're not going to have the same value system. They're not going to be the same uh, thinking as me. Why? Because my centre is the Lord. Um, uh, when, it, when I don't want to do something that I know is right, I'm going to have to do it. I'm not going to have to cut corners. I'm not going to have to shade. I'm not going to have to save the tax man. Mm. Ah, nothing there. There's nothing there. <laughs> Why? Because we are representing him, aren't we? We, we are his. And I have nothing to do with the deeds of darkness. What can we? We can't. And, and that's where the Holy Spirit comes in. He, he, he convicts us and he prods us. And, uh, of course, the more we listen to him, the more sensitive we become. The less we listen, the more we turn the deaf ear, the, the harder we become. The Bible says we become calloused. And uh, to, to, the, to the point where we, our consciences are seared. And that's a real, real dangerous place to be. So, uh, God's mercy to us. God's longing to cleanse us, but our, our ability to see in ourselves and cleanse ourselves before we can serve him. Um, because You know why? Because... If you go and serve the Lord with sin, it'll be it'll be detrimental to you. It'll be a, it'll be ashamed to the testimony of the Lord. Um, but also, the devil will have a field day, won't he? Have a field day um, with us and with with all those around. How about um, James four? James four four to eight. You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world is hatred towards God? Anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Or do you think scripture says without reason that the spirit he caused to live in us envies intensely? That he gives us more grace. That is why scripture says God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Come near to God, and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you devil-minded. So then, of course, he's, he's, uh, he's uh, encouraging us to do that. Cleanse your hands, purify your minds, you devil-minded. How do we do that? Draw near to God. Draw near to God. Submit to him. Resist the work of the enemy. Uh, of course, we have we have lots of things going on there. We have the world, flesh, and the devil all there. He said, "Don't, don't." Friendship. That word, friendship, is the is the is the is the um, the word love philia. Remember when we talked about that? Uh, and it means uh, friendship, as in uh, thinking the same, a line, as a brotherly love. It's an it's something that's reciprocal. Something that you you get on with someone. You love them. Brotherly love. 
It's not agape love because agape love is, is something you choose. It's volitional, even when you don't feel like it. But this, and what is probably worse in a sense, because you are aligning yourselves, aligning yourselves with what the world thinks, what the world desires, what the world is thinking and, and asking for. And we know 1 John 2 is very clear what it says the world is. Lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, pride of life. And so we've got to be careful. And he, he, James is, again, he's no man, he's not pulling any punches. French, you adulterous, you adulterous. Do not, and, and that's a question because, see, what is worldliness? Well, we've got to be careful because sometimes we, we, we've, um, years ago, they, they, they had a list of things and, and, and the trouble is we've gone too far this way now and we've got no list now. Oh, Dave, is liberty, liberty. Yeah, be very careful because now what's happened now, we have been squeezed and our thinking's changed. Now, Jesus is not number one. So you say to somebody, oh, but doing something for the Lord, how about pressing in? Oh, no, no. I talked to a lot of church leaders and some have got very big churches, but you ask them how many people are actually doing anything in the church, serving or, or actually coming in the week. Um, it's a minimum, minuscule, it's, it's poor. Um, uh, I was talking to someone the other day and he was about 150 in the church. How many at the prayer meeting? 10, 15. They only have one a week. And you're thinking... That's, that's pitiful, isn't it? Really. And then we wonder why, because we've got that, uh, we've got, we've allowed the world to infiltrate. Although, if, you, if you're in a, in a club or a hobby, I'm amazed. They're there two, three, four, five times a week, aren't they? Because, <laughs> um, so, but that convenience attitude and the consumer, isn't it? Is it going to, is it, is it giving me anything? Am I receiving anything from it? And if I'm not, yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah we, 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 so that, the, the thinking, friendship with the world, it's attitudes, it's ways, it's behaviours, um, it's characteristics. And again, we must question what we watch, what we listen to, what we are reading. Why? Because it doesn't matter. We say, well, Dave, I can... No, mm -hmm. we, we begin to be squeeze by it, isn't it? Squeeze by it. It remains... I, I can't remember what it was. It was a Christian film, and it was like a, a guy... Um, uh, a time travel from like 1900 or something into days and he went into the cinema to watch a film and uh, he came running out screaming they've just blasphemed the name of the Lord they've just blasphemed shut it off shut it off and he's thinking mm -hmm. maybe not watching kids but they're coming the kids certainly kids films you've got oh my god mm -hmm. uh, and that's yeah, yeah, yeah. In, 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 that's just even got your text now, OMG, isn't it? That's what they say. Um, so that's where it leads. See, the world always goes downhill, never goes uphill, of course. That's why the church is salt and light, because it pushes back or should push back. That's why our nation has been so good. So all the things that, um, the good moral laws that were, were brought, prostitution, abortion, uh, homosexuality, and all those things, uh, life, life of uh, people, uh, the dignity of life, Push back. Why? Because Christians still are saying, oh, this is what the Lord actually says. So, friendship with the world. Um, but ultimately, the Bible says he cleanses us because he wants us to serve him. Old Testament, what about this? Hebrews 9, 13 to 14. Uh, the blood of goats and bulls and ashes of, of a heifer sprinkle on those who are ceremonially unclean. Sanctif uh, sanctifying them so that they are outwardly clean. 
How much more then will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself unblemished to God, cleanse our conscience from acts that lead to death, so that we may serve the living God? Bless the Lord. The blood of Christ not just cleanses our conscience. Now that is, again, as we've said before, worth its weight in gold. Guilty, though your sins are scarlet, can be whiter than snow. Or, as we said before, many, many, many are weighed down with guilt and troubles and all that. Why? Because there's nowhere to go, is there? There's no saviour. There's no. If there's no, if, if there's no Jesus, uh, we talk about um, uh, um, Muslims, uh, the great power of the gospel. There is a saviour. There is forgiveness. There is assurance of heaven. You don't have to wait for your good or your bad because you'll be in trouble. <laughs> I would be anyway. But the saviour's come and cleanse it from our conscience. Why? So we can serve him. We can worship him. Serve the living God. That's what his heart is for us. Again, be careful. We are, uh, that's what he does. But again, the Lord is asking us to watch ourselves. It's not a New Testament principle. It's an Old Testament and a New Testament principle. Psalm 101, the great psalmist uh, is, is watching his heart and life. Psalm 101, 1 to 4. I will sing of mercy and justice to you, O Lord. I will sing praises. I will behave wisely in a perfect way. Oh, when will you come to me? I will walk within my house with a perfect heart. I will set nothing, nothing wicked before my eyes. I hate the work of those who fall away. Fall away. It shall not cling to me. A perverse heart shall depart from me. I will not know wickedness. So he, he's, he's grabbing all of himself and he's, he's determined, he's disciplined. He said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk. See, this is the thing, um, because when we're here, um, it's good to come together and sometimes we can um, help each other and prod each other, but we can really sometimes have a mask on, can't we? He said, I'm going to walk with purity in my house. Oh, when no one's watching, well, the Lord is, of course. We forget that sometimes, put that aside. The Lord is watching, the Lord knows, and... Uh, Sadly, um, that's where the real battle is, isn't it? Um, and where battles have been lost. Um, many, many great men and women of God are, on the outside have been, oh, look at that, mighty. And even the ministries have been going very well. But in the background, in the house, in the home, what they're looking, what they're watching, what they're listening to, mm-hmm. um, as, as caught up with them, because it will catch up. It will catch up. The Lord is merciful. The Lord is long-suffering. Um, but he, he gives us opportunities to change and, and repent. Um, and, but even you know, even when he exposes our sin, it's still for our benefit that we repent. But he, he is, it's, and it was I listened to the day, and he said, um, uh, he said, I don't know why sometimes it goes on for so long. He said, but I tell you what, he says, the longer the Lord waits, sometimes the more serious the sin is. Sadly, he said, because mm-hmm. um, he gives them more opportunity to repent and change. And uh, the psalmist is, is giving us great wise instruction. I've disciplined myself in my house, while I'm watching, what I'm listening to, who, who my associates with. He said, I will have nothing to do with those with a perverse heart. Now, what he's saying is, because we're not out of the world, are we? We're not monks. Who do we align our hearts? Who do we listen to? Who do we really commune and fellowship with? Uh, we bear our hearts to, of course. Um, there's, there's the real, real uh, hub Committed, disciplined, life, lifestyle, watch, listen, and all those things. Uh, so that's where the, the, the uh, Levites were. 
cleaning, they were cleansed. And then the sacrifice was brought. And then they were to bring not just a sin offering, but a burnt offering. Of course, the, the burnt offering was uh, a, a symbol of total surrender because the burnt offering was not cut up, absolutely fully burnt, every, every part of it. And um, uh, whole lives given to him, whole lives given to him. And they were to represent um, the, the firstborn. And the Bible says, the holy mind, their holy mind. Now this is before they start working. There's cleansing, there's sacrifice, there's a presentation. The Bible says we're going to raise you up, not picking out literally, but we're going to be present yourselves before the Lord as a wave offering, absolutely giving our hearts and giving our lives to Him. They said, "Then you will serve me. Then you can serve me." See, that's nothing. That's nothing to do with um, you know. We got to get to a certain place of of, of you know perfection. No, he's not saying that. Keep yourself clean, keep yourself holy, and keep yourself wholly his, surrendered. See, that's, that's, that's great protection for us. When the devil comes, when people are accusing us, they will, the devil will, of course, he knows that. He knows our background, doesn't he? And, and, and when we are wholly his, we can say, Lord, I'm in your hands. I don't know about this, but you've told me, you've directed me, I'm just in, uh, just surrendered to you. Um, well, let's read again. Old Testament, New Testament, Matthew 16, 21, 24, 26. From the time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem to suffer many things at the hands of the elders, the chief priests and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Never, Lord, he said, this shall never happen to you. Jesus turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever wants to be my disciple mm. must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their lives will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it. What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give it in exchange for their soul? Yeah. Again, Peter, again, you know, sometimes we think, uh, we've arrived, or when we get, no, no, there's a, this is a journey, isn't it? And there's something ups and downs. God doesn't want us to be up and down like that. You know, He wants us to be more like that. Our circumstances can go up and down, but He wants us to be more like that. But there was Peter, Sir Jesus, you were you, Son of the Living God, absolutely. Peter, that's been revealed to you. This revelation, <laughs> and He takes him aside. Nah, you're not going to do that. No, you do it. Get behind me, Satan. So. Uh, so uh, there's, there's a journey, and of course, when we think we've made it, be careful, be careful. This is what someone said about um, the Lord's uh, uh, qualifications for being a disciple. Deny yourself, pick up your cross and follow me. He said this, um, Our Lord never put discipleship in fine print in the contract, did he? he? Never put this in fine print. This was up front, telling people uh, what they should be. He called us to forsake all, take up our cross, deny self, love him more than anything else. We are not our own, we are bought with a price. The personal property of Jesus Christ with no right to anything. Love so amazing, so divine, demands my soul, my life, my all. Queen Victoria, questioning William Booth, 
William, what is the secret of your ministry? See what is done to our nation. Why, why, why? William Booth, as all he could answer, he said, I guess the reason is because God has all there is of me. God has all there is of me. Ah, bless the Lord. Um, so our hearts, our hearts, again, clean, offering, denying ourselves, and surrendered, keeping our eyes on him. Colossians 3, 1 to 3. Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life was now hidden with Christ in God. So he's, he's telling us, again, why? Because we, we have the ability, the Holy Spirit is in us. We have the mind of Christ. Direct your thoughts. Take thoughts captive, because that's where the battle is always, isn't it? Our thought life, uh, whether whether it's it's uh, lust or greed or depression, goodness knows what, guilt, bitterness, all starts in the mind, starts there. He said, set your affection. Now that doesn't mean just our thinking, but our, our passions. Uh, uh, the way we, we are thinking, the way we are wanting to think. He said, get it on him. Keep your eyes on him um, and not on this world. He said, why? Because you're not dead. Live out that death. Live through that death. Um, uh, that's what he's asking us to do. Get our thinking, our focus and our heart on him. Well, we know these verses. Remember, we talked about this the other day. Uh, the great foundation was uh, Paul's salvation theology. Romans 1 to 11, uh, this is who we were, this is uh, what mankind's problem was, this is what Jesus did. What's our response? Uh, Romans 12, 1 to 2. Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and his perfect will. There's salvation, there's our foundation. What's our response? Surrender, transformed, and then it goes on then to our service. So again, Old Testament, get the Levites, clean them, offer them, holy mind as a way of offering their mind, and then Come and serve me. Serve me uh, and serve in, 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 the, in the house of the Lord, the tabernacle. Same principle. There's our salvation. There's our surrender. There's our transformation. We're not saved just, oh, I'm going to heaven. Oh, the Lord's doing a work on us, isn't he? Changing us. Because we still have a, that old nature that is still fighting and lying and deceiving and tripping us up. Um, uh, and then we go on to serve him. Bless the Lord, serving him, fruitful service. Um, this is what uh, Wesley said. If I had 300 men who feared nothing but God, hated nothing but sin, and determined to know nothing among men but Christ and him crucified, I could set the world on fire. Oh, and he, he did set the world on fire, and he was only one uh, on his own. If he had a few more of him, would have been uh, well. We did, he saved our country from uh, him and Whitfield saved our country from uh, uh, revolution like Francis, definite. But oh, again, surrendered, surrendered. Then we serve, and then we're protected, protected. Uh, lovely verses to close Titus 2 11 to 15. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. 
He teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright and godly lives. In this present age, while we wait for the blessed hope, the glorious appearing of our great God and Saviour Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify for himself a people that are his very own, eager to do what is good. These, then, are the things you should teach. Encourage and rebuke with all authority. Do not let anyone despise you. Well, that's to sum up everything we've said tonight. This is what Jesus has done. Why? Because he wants a people for himself. Uh, I love the AV, a peculiar people. It means his treasure possession. He wants to purify us. So what is our response? Keep ourselves pure, keep ourselves clean. And be ze- it says eager there, don't like that word? It's zealous for good works, zealous for his work. <laughs> That's what he's saying. Um, pioneer, missionary, um, he said, I dwelt 40 years practically alone in Africa. All the best of that. <laughs> I have been 39 times stricken with fever, three times attacked by lions, several times by rhinoceri. <laughs> but let me say to you, I would gladly go through the whole thing again if I could have the joy again of bringing the word saviour and flashing it into the darkness that envelops another tribe in Central Africa. Ah, there's men and women of God have years gone by. God got hold of them and they let God get hold of them. And as he said, I, I don't know about me, I don't know if I could say that. It's fever, first time of fever, I'm coming home. <laughs> and that line comes towards me. I'm lying down again, I think. Um, <laughs> or, 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 oh, I'm with someone slower than me. Um, <laughs> but, oh, the, the surrender, isn't it? Preparation is not any, any different. Thankfully, the Old Testament, shadow, New Testament reality, cleansed, uh, surrendered, sacrifice to him and for him. And then serving him. Bless the Lord. God wants us to serve him with all our hearts. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. To find out more about our church, including our service times, visit www.oakdalechristiancentre.org.